Welcome, ladies, to the Real Estate Investor Show, providing inspiration, strategies, and insight to empower women investors to live balanced and financially free lives. Now, here are your co-hosts, Liz and Andressa. Welcome back, ladies. This is Liz. And this is Andressa. Welcome back to the Real Estate Investor Show, where we are all about empowering women globally to live a financially free and balanced life. And we do two episodes a week. And this is our mini-sode, right, Andressa? It is. This is your shot of knowledge and inspiration for today. Interest rates are sky high in 2023. And buying a rental property means you could get stuck with an 8, 9, or 10% mortgage rate. But what about a 2.99% rate with rent to retirement? Rent to Retirement has 2.99% seller financing available on turnkey properties. You heard that right. That's a seller financed 2.99% interest rate with an average cash flow of over $900 per month. Plus, they've got options where you can put as little as 5% down with no PMI. As the nation's leading turnkey investment company, Rent to Retirement helps investors build headache-free, high cash flow rental portfolios. And since their properties are fully turnkey, newly built or renovated, leased and managed, anyone can invest, even those who aren't into landlording. So what are you waiting for? This 2.99% rate deal won't last long. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com. Or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI to 33777. The dream of owning a vacation home can be daunting. From finding the best guests, to the maintenance, to organizing the cleaners after every guest day. With Vacasa, they make that dream into a reality. As a full-service vacation home management company with vacation homes in key destinations across the U.S., they know a thing about how to make owning a vacation home easy and profitable. On top of proactive property maintenance visits by professional local teams, a hospitality-driven booking platform, and around-the-clock support, Vacasa earns homeowners an average of 20% more revenue from their vacation homes. Vacasa is always thinking of ways to simplify the vacation home owning experience by putting your home to work for you. If you're looking to make more from your vacation home, work with the reliable property manager, and finally have peace of mind, partner with Vacasa at vacasa.com biggerpockets. That's vacasa.com biggerpockets. Okay, so we are talking all about how to transition from small to large multi in less than 10 minutes. So you're going to learn everything you need to know in these 10 minutes. <laughs> um, I'm saying that kind of fun in a, in a funny way because this is a big topic. But I am going to give you some really important areas to look at that you can take away from this mini-sode and actually implement. So I don't say that in vain. I, I, I mean that that you will have some powerful takeaways. And this is a big one for a lot of people, right, Andres? So we see this. Um, especially in our membership. Um, and for those who don't know, we do have a growing, thriving membership, really powerful membership. And one of our pod mentors, and we have a number of them, uh, Mandy is the, the leader of this pod. And it's all about transitioning from small to large. And it's it's a goal that so many women want to want to have, right? Want to do, they want to scale from that duplex to something larger or that templex to maybe a hundred unit or, or something in that, in that realm. So it's a very, you know, big topic. And, and by the way, we're doing a really cool announcement. I want to just mention this, Andressa. I want to get to this topic in a moment, but there's a really, um, really powerful, um, we're doing a very special announcement on Black Friday. 
So if you are not part of our, our circle of women learning about our membership, we open it twice a year. So check it out. Um, our, our website, therealestateinvestor.com slash membership. And you can join our waiting list and get this special announcement uh, only that we're sharing, literally only with that group on Friday, Black Friday. So without further ado, um, I'm going to get into this topic. I love it because it's something that we walked uh, very um, specifically we started with the duplex and our last building that we purchased with a lot of other investors was a 334 unit. So when I say that is something we've lived, you know, I have, or we have. So I actually wanted to break this up into three buckets from small to medium to large. And everyone kind of defines those three things very differently. So I'm going to define how I, I'm going to share with you how I'm defining it. And, you know, if anyone disagrees, well, I can't hear you anyway. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, I'm in a funny mood today. Anyway, uh, my own corny funny. So small, we're going to, we're going to refer to small as four units and below. Okay. For medium, I'm actually going to consider that five to 30 units. And then large, I'm going to put, I'm going to put 30 plus again, depending on who you're talking to and what you're talking to them about, that may differ. But for this conversation, I actually wanted to use those buckets because um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you in a moment. So small, there, there are things that we think about when we're buying a duplex. And there are things that we think about when we're buying a hundred unit that we don't think about when we're buying a duplex. And that's the stuff, obviously, I'm going to share with you. So number one, what the rents are today and what the rents could be is something that regardless of the size of multifamily you buy is something you would consider, right? It's not like you only consider that for the, for the larger deals. No, you consider that for that duplex. So that's number you one. You should. You better. You should. <laughs> <laughs> you should. Excuse me. You should. Because here's the thing, underwriting, and just I'm going to give a quick tip. You always want to underwrite it that it makes sense financially as is. Meaning, I mean, if it's a vacant building, that's a different story. But if it's a it's a it's a building that there's tenants there, the rents are at a certain amount, uh, or they're below value. Okay, but you want to underwrite it with those rents, and then obviously you want to underwrite it with the potential. But again, that that potential doesn't happen literally overnight when you buy a building. So you have to make sure, in from a financial perspective, that you're setting yourself up for success. We just underwritten a 21 unit, and actually in our community, and it makes it makes money as is, right? It will make a lot more money if we convert it and we have some ideas on how to do that. But it's really important that things make sense as is, in my opinion, rather than like especially, losing money or something. Yeah, especially nowadays with the pandemic that we are not able to do turnarounds as we did, you know, a couple of years ago. Um, we, we're just not. So always consider that too. Yeah, great point. So obviously you're looking at what the what the amount of work is needed, small units or small deals. Um, safety. That's something you look at at all, all three of these buckets. That's not something, oh, we only care about that for the larger deals or the smaller deals. Safety is a concern and something you look at all, all, all three buckets. But as you transition from the small to the, to the medium, as I'm giving the five to 30, there's something that becomes even more important than, a, than, a, than looking at that duplex or that triplex. And it's what we call visibility. Is that building visible to, to people looking for apartments? And just something you just don't think, it's not something I thought about when I bought our, you know, when we were buying duplexes. It was like, these are two units. How visible does it? Actually, the first one we bought was hard to find. And we did fine. We always had tenants. It wasn't a big deal. It was hard parking. Like all those things just didn't matter with two units. But if you're starting to get in the realm of like 25 units, visibility, that is something that that renter is going to want to see. They want to know, is it easy to get to and, and, and everything? Just something that becomes a little more important on, on those medium deals. Second thing you want to consider is property management. Why I say property management is because you're, as you're getting into more units, are you going to self-manage? 
are you going to hire someone to help you manage, right? Those are all the question of the day. I've known people who self-manage over a hundred units. And I know people who, as they scale, God bless them. God bless them. them. When we went from an 18 unit to a 49 unit was when our, when we started to hire our property, when we first property manager, we hired, and that was 10 years into the business that just made sense for us. So again, it's no right and wrong, but it's something to consider. Why I say that's so important is just the last point I want to make here with the middle, the, the medium is, are there strong property managers in the area that you're looking to buy? Because if there isn't, guess who's going to manage those properties? And that is something to consider. And those that was not something I considered or thought about when we bought our first multiple properties. We just saw it as the deal in and of itself versus who are the property managers in this area that could manage my property? Because if there aren't any really good, strong, reliable property managers right now, that's telling you something. That's that's telling you something very, very blatant that you need to look at. Why is that? Well, that's something for you to, to obviously look into. Is that because there isn't good ones in the area? It means that they don't see the value or it's not something that most property managers will like to manage the property. It's harder. That could be a red the- flag. Yeah, I think that is, I think it's a flag that in my, in my opinion, and, and when I now look at it in the areas that we've invested in, that there's a, a lack of property managers that are reliable. It tends to be uh, considerations of safety and it also uh, considerations of collections. Usually collections are a little higher, vacancies a little bit more, and it's just, it's, it's, you're going to have to work harder for that property management fee. And think about it. What do property managers want, right? They want the bread and butter. I mean, let's be honest, because that's hard work. I don't mean to dismiss property managers. It's hard work. But do they want to have to work so, so hard for for 6 to 10%? I, you know, would you? Would I? I mean, you know, rightfully so. So just consider that. If you don't see your property managers in a particular area, that can be giving you a, a sign of uh, everything. The last bucket here is you're transitioning. Now you're really considering property manager. You're considering visibility in addition to all the other things I just shared, right? Rents, current you know, where they where potential safety um, amount of work needed. Now, as you're moving into like the large realm, right? The 30 to 100, especially on the 50 plus. Um, number one, competition. Things I never even looked at when we were at a duplex. You, you don't think about competition and, and when you're buying like a two unit, but you do need to think about it very, very, very much so when you're buying larger units. Why is that? Because you are competing against every other building like yours or, or in that area, right? What's in, what amenities are offered? How nice are the units? Okay, I'm paying 800, but what am I getting for that amount of money? Is there laundry on site? Is there, you know, is there is there is there amenities here um, that I can use? Uh, a gym, you know, as you get to the class B, class A uh, kind of you know type of buildings, all those sort of things. We don't own any buildings yet with gyms, but one day we will. <laughs> but that that matters, right? It becomes. Who are you looking to attract and what amenities are you looking to, to give them and to, to provide them, if you will? Again, not things that you think about when you're dealing with smaller buildings. Amenities and competition, I meant to give those two together. The other biggest, biggest, biggest thing is the value add play, right? You're going to add value, hopefully, on smaller buildings, medium-sized buildings, and larger buildings. But the value add play in a larger unit, because there's more units, is going to make a more significant difference on your, on your net operating income, right? NOI. So that becomes even more important 
in a sense of like, I remember at a duplex, I wasn't like, what's the NOI on this, this duplex, but you do become more, it's more important to, to have those numbers really crystal clear on what is today's rent, what it could be. And then what do I have to spend to get us there? It's not like you just raise rents and, you know, hope for the best. You have to actually do something along with it. So people see the value. Okay. I'm, my rent's bumping up a hundred dollars. What, what is that for? You know, what, what, what am I getting for that? Right. So, so all things to consider, I'm going to give you a quick example of the um, amenities in the, in the NOI conversation. So we had a building really quick, as I know my time, we have a building in Kentucky and it's a 167 unit uh, apartment complex. And we had a cable company come to us saying, Hey, if you offered our cable, cause there's a few choices in the area, we will give you a $50 fee per unit, one-time fee. Every time someone signs up with this cable with, uh, with, uh, with us. So that's interesting, but they're, they're getting choice. So they don't have to go with this company, but if they do, we, we get it, we get a, a fee. And then when they sign up and if they continue to sign up, we get a percent of, of that, you know, amount of money that they're paying. So, so that's interesting. Well, that ended up being about a, a thousand to on average, a thousand to $2,000 more in our income per month because of this, this, uh, cable kind of arrangement. Um, and, I, and there's so many other ways to, that's just one example of the multiple ways that you could be bringing more income in to a building with that kind of size, right? Because that made a difference. $50 for a duplex, uh, well, you know, that going to really be game changing. But on a, over 150 unit building, yeah, especially a 50 unit sign up. So those are the th- kind of things that cons- you consider then, um, not things you have to worry about or consider when you're in, in a smaller sense. I would just say the numbers and the scale and managing is a whole other conversation, Andressa, right? We can get into, but that's yeah. the other thing to consider is that when you're turning over units, it's very different ballgame when you're turning over one unit out of two units versus you're turning around 15 units at the same time, right? Different ballgame, the need for strong asset management, and I'm sorry, construction management, excuse me, becomes critical on site. And you're, you're, you're really managing, really managing that scale. All I things to that. consider. So that's what I have. And again, I didn't want to get too deep, but I wanted to give you some good content to, to take away of what really matters when you start to scale and, um, and you know, do some more research. But these aren't terms you're, you're never going to hear about. If you're scaling, these are things that become important, especially the competition one. Absolutely. One thing that I would add to it that, that can be applied in any of those are the cell phone antennas. Depending on your location, we have plenty, plenty of, of companies that are willing to pay for, for them to place their cell phone antennas on top of your building. And there's no to- toilets there, right? So nobody's going to call you. That is a, a, a monthly income. So check that out too. When you are looking at those buildings and evaluating the rents, if they already have those antennas, uh, you want to get to know, uh, to see the contract that there is already in place and consider that income as as well as you analyze, underwrite your deal. Yes. And I, the last plug I'll say is uh, any ideas for minisodes? We're all ears. Andres and I are always looking to be of most service. And the last thing we want to do is talk about things that are not helpful or useful. So send us, send us an email, podcast at therealestateinvestor.com. With any ideas you have, we really are all open ears. We love hearing from you. So Thank you for listening. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to receive updates on our next interviews, go to our website, therealestateinvestor.com. There, you can subscribe to our show, become part of our investor community, and get updates on upcoming episodes. If you like our show, please share it with other women who would benefit. And don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. We'd really appreciate it. 
And as always, we encourage you to take one action as a result of today's show and put it into motion so you can live both a financially free and balanced life. Thanks for spending time with us. Ciao.